0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Live tonight, the No Mercy edition, and you know, No Mercy couldn't be a better description of what we're about to face. I'll tell you folks, how you doing tonight? I am the Fantasy Jester, that's right, FXE Live tonight, it's a beautiful night tonight, 78, absolutely gorgeous night, hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Here in Deland though, we're getting ready for a little no mercy. Uh, actually, uh, right now if the projections stay the way they are, the studio is right in the path of the eye of the storm, the newest projections that just came out, have the eye of the storm literally crossing over the studio and uh, dropping in saying hi. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, we are ready for it here. I am, uh, here at the Jester compound. We are set up and I'm going to tell you, Matthew comes this way. We are going to suplex the living shit out of it. Kick it out of here, get it out of here, send it on its way. And, uh, we're getting ready to show everybody how far it does the storm. We're going to do this. And, uh, the party is beginning several hurricane parties are, uh, are prepped and ready to go i know myself uh to say that i'm prepped is an understatement but i'm going to give you an idea uh between propane and alcohol i can probably be just as lit as the grill will be for hours on end so uh gonna just ride it out do the best we can and speaking of riding it out and doing the best I can, I feel I do that, uh, having to put up with my co host. No, I'm only kidding. JT will be joining us in a little bit. Jason Townsend at Fez437 Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Anybody care? I don't care. I hate Twitter. I hate Twitter because now uh, I've gotten to the point where it's no longer... Everybody's all happy to talk to you and everything. Now I'm starting to get haters, and that's funny as hell. I'm enjoying that. Uh, but I'm on Twitter, fantasy underscore jester. Then, uh also joining us tonight from the uh, wrestling ranks, we have Joey
2: Cage.
1: Joey Cage. <laughs> joining us fxe a little fxe in the house tonight and speaking of fxe just real quick as you saw on the news probably uh i guess vince is going to go ahead get the video library which quite truthfully i i gotta be honest with you that's the only part of tna really worth anything um what were they going to do give me a ring no uh, i don't need ring talent um Being polite, I can get pretty much whatever they have for talent right now. So, No, the only thing I really wanted was the video library. And without it, you know, I mean, the video library gives me 14 years of history. That's all I was trying to buy, folks, was some history. And uh, other than that, everything's moving forward. The same place that we were going to be doing shows is the same place we're going to be doing shows. Dates, this, that, the other... All those announcements, they're coming. We've had to put things on hold for a little bit to see what happened here with TNA. But now that we see what's going on, good luck to Vince. Let him have the video library. I really don't care. It's not that big of a deal. Just wanted to see if I could get my hands on it if I could. And, uh, no, we're moving forward. Like I said, got the venue, got everything set up. We're going to have some signings coming up real soon. But tonight, right now, I want to go ahead. Let's get JT on in here. We've got FXE Live, we've got No Mercy Edition, we've got RAW. we're going to talk about, we've got SmackDown, and obviously, of course, the No Mercy Prediction. So, without any further ado, JT, how are you tonight?
2: Jester, I'm doing fantastic. It's 66 degrees, clear skies, nice cool breeze going, and this is definitely one of the perks of being in Columbus, Ohio at this time of the year.
1: Yeah, the the fact that actually by this weekend you might still have a roof on your house, uh, I would imagine, is some sort of comfort. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, so that, and then, uh, you know, hey, it's, it's, you know, pretty excited about that. And then some of the stuff we're going to get to tonight, which I'll I'll wait on, but some interesting news out there for the uh, WWE today, and I'm really interested in talking about it.
1: Yeah, you know what? Let, let's go ahead. Joey Cage is there. I, I have everybody come getting him from the uh, green room right now. He's working his way in because I know I want to go ahead, get you guys. I know you're both are interested in talking about a, a particular topic on the WWE. So let's get him in here say hi. Joey, how are you tonight, sir? Doing
0: very good. Uh, glad to be back in the studio. Uh, glad to be back in the area, although it does look like we are in for some No Mercy of our own, but I'm very excited for tonight's show. Uh, a couple announcements uh, from WWE and of course the pay-per-view coming up that we have to talk about. And I always love talking about it with JT and the jester. So I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Joey. Thanks. No, I'm really glad that you're here. And again, folks, for those of you new to this show, okay, we get a little bit of perspective from all different areas in the wrestling world. JT is just, he's a uh, phenomenal uh, analyst of sports research, knows his sports wrestling, knows his athletes, knows the guys, knows how the system works at WWE, okay, and and really gives a, a, a great perspective from him. Joey Cage, guy, former MMA, now coming into wrestling, okay, gives you the perspective from a worker's standpoint, And then you have myself, Uh, you know, I'm new at this promoting thing and new at me being a manager and everything and getting the show going and whatnot. But again, now, uh, because of who I have surrounded myself with, as far as uh, advisors, I, uh, I see wrestling from the promoter's perspective and can give you my opinion from there. JT, you have uh, a story now that's coming out that I know you and Joey in particular definitely want to get to. So i will going to let you start out with that.
2: Well, you know, I was a little discouraged at this first because the first article I read is Survivor Series. They're saying Goldberg versus Lesnar. And, yeah, you got me right there. I'm all excited. I start reading it, and then I see Dave Meltzer's reporting. And I'm like, oh, God, this isn't even going to happen. Meltzer saying it. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, I got, a, I got a tweet from Jim Ross saying it looks like it's to go. And I trust Jim Ross. The guy knows something about, you know, WWE. But the thing that interests me most about this is they tried this back at WrestleMania 20 in 2004, and both guys got booed out of the ring. I think a lot of it had to do with both of those guys were on their way out, and everybody knew that. But it's just – it really didn't get a chance to develop anything because of that. So I'm I'm excited to see these two T-Rexes battle it out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just to expand on that, JT, um, you know, I, 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 this was something that came out, and it's something that, you know, uh, Jim Ross obviously uh, brought to light, and I do trust him. Uh, they did try this at WrestleMania 20, and, you know, the majority of the match was negatively received. Uh, The crowd was pretty much chanting for Austin, who was the guest referee. Uh, And, you know, everyone knew that Lesnar was leaving for the NFL and Goldberg, it was his final match in WWE. So they booed them out of the building, like you said. And it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Now, a lot of people have said that Goldberg versus Lesnar is an absolute WrestleMania match. But all reports have pointed to the idea that this will take place at this year's Survivor Series in November. With that being said what a lot of people are starting to say is that they will have a match at Survivor Series, in which case Lesnar is expected to go over, specifically because Lesnar is the company's biggest star and biggest draw right now. That would make them Mm -hmm. two, since Goldberg won the first match, one and one, and that the two would have a repeat match at this year's WrestleMania. That is what I believe what will happen and what is being discussed as the plan going forward for them to to have – a match at Survivor Series, and then a tiebreaker end of the, you know, feud match at WrestleMania. Do you
2: see, Joey, do you see any of this having a a stipulation at either Survivor Series or, you know, like a Hell in a Cell or a cage match or any type of stipulation going in either one of these two uh, upcoming matches that you see?
0: Um, I get the sense that the Survivor Series match won't be anything, you know, too crazy. It may be a no-disqualification match. But what I do hear is that the WrestleMania one, however, could very well be a career-versus-career match. In which case, you know, obviously Lesnar would have to go over. And, you know, for for the fans out there that understand the business, okay, and understand what's, you know, what's happening here. Okay, Lesnar is WWE's biggest star. Uh, undoubtedly their biggest draw. And is someone that they absolutely, you know, have have as one of their main guys going forward, despite not being on television much. Uh, Goldberg, on the other hand, is coming back, has been doing the promoting for, you know, the video game is involved with that. But he's not, aside from the fact that he's not a star in today's system, he's also a star from the rival WCW that WWE, you know, purchased back in 2001. So it's Mm -hmm. important to understand that throughout this feud, Okay, it is it is almost expected that Lesnar versus Goldberg at Survivor Series will be a regular match, perhaps no DQ, uh, in which Lesnar would go over. And then at WrestleMania, I mean, I'm not too sure. A Hell in a Cell would be great. Uh, a cage match, that would be awesome as well. But I get the sense that it definitely could very well be a career versus career match, in which case I would have to guess Lesnar wins that one.
1: Ooh. JT? Do you agree with him or I, you know
2: what? What Yeah, I mean, what he's saying makes a lot of sense. It's kind of funny. you know. WWE's really jumped on the uh, next-gen gaming system, you know, with their WWE, or what is it, 2K17, Lesnar's yep. the cover boy, Goldberg is the career that you get to play. Last year it was Austin. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, shocking that those two are going to be going against each other shortly after it's released. Um, but I agree with everything he's saying. That makes perfect sense. I'm, an, I'm a Goldberg fan from long ago, so, you know, I have a, a little bit of a personal stake in that. But just seeing these two guys actually go head-to-head, both guys are known for, um, shall we say, not really caring how hard they hit their opponents. So this, this could just be interesting to begin with.
1: I, uh, you know what, I think it is, uh, I think it's overkill. I don't think it's necessary. I think you could have split the two so that you have two different pay-per-views that people will pay attention to. You could split them up, uh, one on the Raw, the other on the SmackDown, and there you go. There you, get, you get them on their separate pay-per-views, and uh, instead of loading everybody into, you know, you put all those Goldberg and Lesnar together, you don't need to. You don't need to. You could get the same effect, either one of those guys, and instead of, you know, we're going to go into Raw, and let's talk about that right now. One of the biggest disappointments that I'm really tired, tired, tired of is the Braun Strowman versus a <laughs> jobber. Oh, my yeah, God. No, let's be honest, though, okay? You can't tell me that Lesnar... Uh, on a pay-per-view, is going to draw any different with anybody in general. Same with Goldberg. So you could take somebody like a Braun Strowman, throw him in the ring with Lesnar, throw him in the ring with Goldberg, get some behemoths out there, and get them so that they actually now have wrestled big names. Give them, uh, Instead, you're giving Strowman... Okay, Joe Blow from down the street to wrestle. When you could be setting him up and putting his name in the same name with Lesnar, with oh wait, with Goldberg. You could. I mean, these are the guys. That, this is how you build some of this new talent so that they're interesting. What are you doing with Stroman? I mean, how much longer are we going to see another damn jobber and Stroman? How many times I you can you do
2: that? I Exactly, and I agree with you. We've talked about this on this show time and time again, but I have to say another fantastic article by Joey Cage also mentions that this time Stroman actually does get on the mic, and I agree. I agree with Joey completely. It was pretty solid mic work. And he's basically saying what we're saying. How long is this crap going to go on? Get me somebody, you know, give me somebody real. Give me some competition. So maybe it's within eyesight.
1: Yeah, I, I would hope so because my eyesight's killing me watching this crap. It really <laughs> is. That's terrible. Oh, my Lord. I get it. He's big. He's strong. Let's move on. You know, they opened up with Roman Reigns, Joey Cage's favorite wrestler, and uh, Rusev <laughs> uh, and uh, announced Hell in a Cell match. So that's going to be interesting. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um, now, let's go to You know what? Let's go to it right now. Let's go to it right now. Joey, uh, I'll start with you. Reigns is your favorite uh, wrestler. But uh, this is great. I mean, this is where you should see him in a Hell in a Cell match. I mean... Russa, I think this is a pretty good one, don't you think?
0: I do. You know, I think that WWE is actually doing a pretty decent job, not so much in terms of getting the crowd more on Roman's side, because, I mean, you can tell that there's still, you know, he, he's going to have the Cena treatment pretty, pretty much the rest of his career, where half the crowd loves him, half the crowd hates him. But, I mean, with that said, Roman, in my opinion, uh, from a wrestling standpoint, admittedly has gotten a lot better in the ring, Um, I think he's had a great program with Rusev, um, who's another guy that I like. And, uh, you know, but they've had a great program so far. I think taking it to a Hell in a Cell match uh, between these two physical guys and how the feud has progressed and everything with the wedding ceremony and everything like that, you know, uh, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great match for both of them. Um, Either one of them can win the match, and the loser won't look weak uh, simply for participating in the type of match that it is and because it's expected to be a solid in-ring, you know, bout. Uh, so I'm very excited for it, and I think it's it's great for both of the guys involved.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. JT, you looking forward to this? I mean, this is just – this is where they should be yeah. going with this. Uh,
2: well, you know, I love it. You know, I'm, admittedly, I am a Reigns fan. I also like Rusev. I also like Lana. So anytime she's involved, it's it's never, you know, something that upsets me too much. The one thing I will say, uh, is is it me or is she coming out uh, more scantily clad each episode? I I had a few uh, Attitude here flashbacks on Monday night when I saw her come down to the ring. But uh, overall, Reigns, I agree again with Joey. He looks like he's doomed to the scene of treatment. It just looks like that's how it's going to be. But he is developing. I see a little bit more for him each and every week. And I think WWE hit the nail on the head for once and found the perfect guy for him to work with. So I'm really looking forward to this match.
1: Yeah, this is one of my, this is one of the better ones, definitely. One of the ones that I definitely like as well. Uh, Sammy Zayn and Titus O'Neil out of the blue. Uh, JT, why? Uh
2: it seems like Sami Zayn is destined to obscurity at this point. Um, a retread Titus O'Neil, it's like they're trying to repackage this guy again for like the 15th time. Um, I have no idea what they're doing here. I wish I had an answer for you. As much as I've racked my brain in this, it just seems like Sami Zayn is destined to that mid-card uh, purgatory until he gets a big break somewhere. I mean, there's really okay. no other way to put that. Joey?
1: I, I, well, one before Joey uh, chimes in on that uh, Yeah, he he's going to be mid-card at, But meanwhile, Kevin Owens is holding a strap I just, I, I can't get over how they're treating him But no surprise, I guess That's just how they do it with some of their talent I mean, he's better than mid-card, I believe he is I don't it's know, like Joey, what do you... God.
2: I was going to say, it's like we talked about Saturday night. It's they're doing to Bray Wyatt, a guy that seems like he's over, who seems like he deserves it, uh, who could be a major player in this business, and for some reason they would prefer to sweep him under the rug. Uh,
1: yeah, Sammy Zane is, you know, a little bit less of a, uh, you got to be kidding me factor. Just simply right. because of uh, – bray's cat the, the character that he plays is a little bit more intense than sammy zane's character Sami zane's just this goofy guy who comes out dancing his legs and arms all flailing in different directions he's a goofy character okay like shane <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden okay you've got bray who's got i mean phenomenal character storyline going great mic skills and just as good in the ring and, and bigger than Sammy. So, you know, I just, and, and then with a I am I, willing to bet. And, and other than a jobber, I wonder, you know, we talked about it on Saturday, folks. If you missed the show this past Saturday, we were talking about how, and at that point, we were at 81 matches for Bray Wyatt. And he got, yeah, 11 wins, 70 losses, And I want to know, is there a wrestler out there that isn't a jobber for the WWE that has a worst record this year? It it really can't be. There really can't be. It would be interesting. I mean, maybe the golden truth. Maybe. (laughs) Do they count? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because you put, hey, listen, right now, Bray Wyatt is the golden truth. That's pretty much how they're treating him. You're right. That's what's sad.
2: So, yeah. you know. And I, it's uh, ridiculous. I mean, oof. Going, it's good let,
1: point, let, though. Let, I, it's, it's, it's frustrating. That's what it is, more than anything. And I can't imagine. I mean, can you imagine, Joey? All right. You're Bray Wyatt. Put yourself in his shoes. I mean, he's. He's not crying about it. He's just doing it. I mean, they talk about what a company man Cena is. To me, Bray is the ultimate company man. I mean, would you be so calm if you had to go through eleven losses and seven, uh, eleven wins, seventy losses in the season?
0: Well, I think that that's definitely something that's very tough on you know on any worker now, especially when you make it to the WWE, okay, and you've made it to the top of the mountain. Uh, and when you're somebody like Bray, who does have the kind of character that would have fit in great in the Attitude Era, he has oh, yeah. you know a, an amazing character, great mic work, uh, great in-ring work. Uh, really is a guy you know that should totally be pushed up. And you know for uh, reasons that I don't understand, they're not doing it. They have failed to do it time and time again. Um, and as a worker, it is. I mean, it is very frustrating you know, especially when you have those losses, because, and, you know, uh, people inside the wrestling business, there's two kinds of people, one that will say wins and losses do matter. And ones that say, because wrestling is, you know, is a scripted event. And then there's others that'll say wins and losses absolutely, you know, do matter, uh, you know, because that, that helps build a character. And it does. And in this case with Bray, you know, he can go on his promos, but his promos lack veracity when he goes into the ring on pay-per-views and loses every single time uh, to whoever he's facing and to whoever that he's telling, you know, that other person that he's a god and everything that he says. I mean, it's just it, it's been lost on a lot of WWE fans since he's you know been losing in pay-per-view matches, dating back to Cena and, you know, so many others that he got in the ring with. Um, Sami Zayn, I think, is a different kind of case because I think he's the case where... Um, WWE knows what it has in him, but it's just simply not his time. Uh, He's someone that came shortly after Kevin Owens, and that I honestly believe he will get his time. He has said, looking directly into the camera, at least three times, mark my words, one day I will be WWE, you know, world champion or universal champion, and I believe he will. His time is just not now, but WWE probably views him as a Daniel Bryan-esque underdog story that they could certainly parlay into a title holder, further down the line. Obviously, Bray Wyatt is the more concerned character at the time, uh, but Bray is someone that, you know, I I feel for the guy. I really do. He is a tremendous talent and I hope WWE fixes him soon.
1: You know, JT, watch, though. Watch this, okay? So let me ask you something, Joey. All right? Now, let's say me as a promoter, I come to you and say, all right, your first seven matches out of the gate, you're going to lose. How are you going to be about that?
0: Well, it, you know, it really depends. The thing is, is that ultimately everybody, promoter, writers, talent, you know, all need to do what's in the best interest of the business. Um, If the business has a star or someone that is blatantly over with the fans, uh, the business needs to do everything that they can to protect that star, to protect that, you know, that interest. Um, if it's somebody who you don't, who the promoter doesn't view as a cornerstone piece of the business or as someone that can draw, uh, then yeah, that person's likely to be scripted to lose seven times in a row. Now as a talent, it's on you, however, to make those opportunities count. When you go out there those seven times, you put on the best match you possibly can. You give your promote, you know, you try to get over with your fans, whether it's as a face or as a heel, but you give your promoter a reason to want to make you, you know, to, 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 you know, boost you up and to get behind you. You need to go out there all seven of those times and, and try your best to have the match of your life so that you can show your promoter, okay, listen, I should be your guy. And that's what WWE essentially is, is a bunch of guys trying to show Vince I could be your guy. Um, now, I, I don't understand how someone like Bray hasn't shown Vince that. He absolutely can be a, a, a top top-of-the-line guy. I believe the same for Sami
1: Zayn. But um, you know, So but, wouldn't that go to say, though, that that whole thing about wins and losses really doesn't matter?
0: It doesn't matter to the promoter.
1: Uh, that, that part so much doesn't matter. The only thing that
0: matters to the promoter is the crowd and, you know, whether that person is over. I recall Vince McMahon in the podcast with Stone Cold. Uh, they were discussing how Vince had said to Stone Cold a long time ago backstage while they were watching a show, yeah, you know, I really hope that that guy gets over. Um, which told Stone Cold, Vince can't just make a guy. There's no making a guy in pro wrestling. If the crowd doesn't want to see a guy, the crowd doesn't want to see him, and he's not going to be a star. Uh, but wins and losses do, don't matter to the promoter. Uh, they do matter in the eyes of the fans in terms of taking the credibility of the wrestler seriously. If the promo is the wrestler saying they cannot be beaten, and they get beaten every time, that wrestler loses credibility, and his, his stock fades. You know, he, he's no longer a credible character in the eyes of the viewer. So that, and that is unfortunately the case with Bray.
1: Well, all right. JT, now as a viewer analyst kind of guy, you know, I, I just want to stay on this whole thing with Bray for one more minute. Then we'll take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as a viewer, I'm listening to what Joey Cage is saying. All right. So now here you are, you've got Bray Wyatt saying, I'm a God. Mm-hmm. Um he's a god with an eleven and seventy record this year. You have a problem right. with
0: that? Absolutely.
2: He's the eater of worlds, but yet he's eleven and seventy. Um it it just doesn't jive. If you're the eater of worlds, then you should be seventy and eleven. I think in the the perception of the fans, perception is reality. If they see this guy losing every time a big match Uh, TV match, even an in-house, you know, just a non-TV in-house match. It it ruins the mystique for the character.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I feel the same. Like I said, I just feel uh, they could have literally one of their biggest stars ever. If you can take somebody like Hogan, mediocre wrestler, okay, make him a star. If you can take any of these guys that they've turned and made a star, if you can't do it with Bray Wyatt, you're burying him, literally burying yes, him, sir. and he could be yes, one sir. of your best stars ever. Go ahead.
2: Exactly. I just you asked a question earlier. Somebody that's not a jobber with a worst win-loss percentage. 2015. Yes. Heath Slater. Heath Slater was one and 129, and Bo Dallas. Hmm. Bo Dallas. <laughs> 15
1: and 140. All right. Well, 15 and 140 doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look good for that family, does it? That's, not, that's, that's family, not good. yeah. That, that's
2: why I mentioned that Bo Dallas with emphasis there. Interesting. It doesn't look real good for that family at all.
1: And that's a, that's incredible because, you know, that is a family that has a uh, steep tradition in the re- sport of wrestling. Going back to guys like Black Jack Mulligan and everything. So, all right, listen, we got to take a break. we got to pay a couple of bills. When we come back, I want to talk about the Women's Championship on Raw. Then we'll go to a little bit about SmackDown. Then we're going to hit our predictions. No mercy. You don't want to miss it. Hi,
3: folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find uh, Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive!
0: This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live!
1: That's right, you're listening to FXE Live. I am the Fantasy Jester on this special No Mercy edition, and... uh, you know, you go on a dive charter, uh, but I'm gonna tell you right now, Ryan and the gang pulled the boat out of the water uh, two days ago. Got it out of the water, nice and safe. Now you'll have to wait until after Matthew. Matthew changing a little things, but we're not changing a damn thing here at FXE Live. We're gonna continue on. We're gonna bring JT back on, and we're gonna finish talking about Raw go on to SmackDown and then our predictions for this. No mercy, no mercy, no hurricane is going to show mercy. JT. The women, all of a sudden Sasha's got the belt
2: back. Uh, How do you like that one? Uh, I will say did not expect that to happen. It just seems like Charlotte is snake bit on defending the championship on raw. Um, or excuse me, Charlotte is a versus Sasha, but I don't know. I personally, the match was okay. It was decent. I don't think it was their best work. It just feels like this is being drawn out way too long. I know there was a small break in between with the injury, um, and I know they're planning a first-ever women's Hell in a Cell match, but I just yeah. feel like they need to end this one and move on. I, I'm, I'm quite frankly bored with these two. I'd like to see some of the other women, Nia Jax, Bailey. I'd like to see some other people get involved.
1: You know, it's funny, though, that you mentioned that uh, and the whole hell in the cell. You're not excited by that? You're not excited by the idea of seeing these, you know, these two in there?
2: I'm really not. When I think of hell in the cell, the the brutality, you got the big monsters, you know, Triple H, Steve Austin, you know, Kane, Undertaker, the big guys in, in there that are throwing people up against the, you know, the cage or... Getting on top of the cage, depending on what match you're talking about, I just don't see that this will have the, the physicality or the brutality that I expect in a Hell in the Cell match.
1: You ever think, uh, you know, all right, let me ask Joey Cage now on this one. Joey, as a worker, all right, now you've got two women, and, and you've seen workers out there; they have uh, they have no problem with a little color at the end of the night. King, do you think we could ever see possibly a woman? go ahead and draw blood, all of a sudden be leaking on, on a mat somewhere? Do you think that we can go ahead and progress? You know, you hear about women's rights and equal rights and treating women equal now, and now you see, wow, hell in a cell. They're going to have their own cell. Oh, wow. Now, are we progressing to the point, do you think we're going to see a woman uh, leak?
0: Well, I think it's, you know, there's two sides to it, and they're both really interesting. The first of which is that Vince McMahon can do pretty much anything, and, um, you know, if he sees that something is a draw or will make him money, he will absolutely do it, uh, which lends credence to the idea that maybe they might. The other thing to consider, too, though, is that WWE is very, very uh, protective uh, over their sponsorships and, you know, who they are partnered with. Uh, they fired Jim Ross because he had insulted a sponsor. And they're, one of their biggest partners is the Su- Susan G. Komen Foundation for, you know, breast cancer right. research and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I feel like they, you know, would be a little bit bummed out about it. But at the same time, we have to understand that in the, it's in the context of an, of entertainment. I think that, you know, I don't necessarily, in my honest opinion, like me personally, I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did, because Vince McMahon is also someone who has been, you know, quoted as being very much against women in the UFC uh, fighting. And, you know, prior to that becoming a thing, you know, he had expressed displeasure about the whole thing um, and, you know, had said that it, it wouldn't work. Uh, which it did, obviously. People like Ronda Rousey out there and everything like that. Um, so I think he might have seen the success of that and, you know, is giving the women's division the kind of push that they deserve. Now, will they progress to something like that? I'm not entirely sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I can't, I, me personally, I can never see it happen. JT?
2: Yeah. No, I. You barely see color in men's matches these days, let alone a women's match. Uh, the, he brought up the Susan uh, Coleman Foundation. I absolutely don't see them doing that uh, because that's one of their big partners. So I would be absolutely shocked if they did.
0: And the thing is, too, is that, you know, uh, and I, I hope the casual fan does know this, that within the last few years, outside of Lesnar versus Orton at this past SummerSlam, Uh, Any color that you see on screen is something that was not scripted. It's something that was not supposed to happen. Uh, For those who remember, actually, a while back, uh, I forgot exactly which pay-per-view JT might know, um, but it was uh, uh, Joey Mercury, the incident with him, uh, where the ladder Mm. shot up and hit him in the face and just, I mean, opened him up like a faucet and, you know, and everything like that. And, I remember hearing that, that that event specifically really did it in for Vince. Mm-hmm. And I mean, since, since then, and even before then, really, you know, any, any color you see on TV uh, is not designed other than that one instance with Lesnar Norton that was confirmed to be a work, but that's something that, you know, rarely happens in the men's. I agree. I highly doubt it will happen in the women's division.
1: You know, uh, JT, we're going to go ahead. Let's go move on to the, uh, smackdown portion of this and uh let's go through this a little quick there's a couple things i definitely want to touch base on uh you know we already talked about bray uh losing and and uh having this whole thing Uh, you know see though you can go ahead i like the idea of all of a sudden orton going into the container and oh bray's not there and you know, you, you like the buildup of the storyline and everything, okay? Um, but once again, we see Bray loses, and uh, that's no shock there. But gotta right. like, you gotta like JT that the idea now is that they've got a storyline. This is what makes it interesting. They don't do enough of building the storylines in the matches and the feuds, getting feuds set up, um, and I think you. They they could do more of that. How are you liking how they're setting up uh, Orton and Bray? Do you like this, or you just want them to get it on and wrestle already?
2: Uh, I'm one of those people who like the storylines. Like I said last week, it, it kind of felt Scooby-Doo last week as they were searching for clues. Uh, but, you know, I would like to see somebody like Bray Wyatt. I'd like to see them bring out a match, Blast from the Past, a Buried Alive match that you used to see with Kane and The Undertaker and some of these guys. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think this storyline should culminate in because I think both guys would it would fit him and both guys would be perfect at it. That that's what I'd like to see. But the story is fun. It's nice to see him going back to that. You
1: know, uh Joey, we saw uh the return of the Ford Villains <laughs> versus the Hype brothers. What what do you what do you see with this one here?
0: No, not much, honestly. Uh, the villains, you know, they are, as I mentioned, uh, you know, a while back, actually, and it's only gotten worse, but they are the ascension of 2016. And, um, you know, ever since they, uh, well, specifically Simon Gotch injured Enzo Amore, at, I believe it was Payback. Um, you know, ever since then, they have just been on a downward spiral, uh, you know, and, and have become a heel jobber tag team that really, there's no direction whatsoever. You know, they were relatively successful in NXT, um, but have not, you know, are obviously falling off a cliff. While the Hype brothers are, you know, an, an exciting team. Uh, I actually like both of those guys. And, um, you know, they're an exciting face team. But, you know, that tag division right now, it's just, you know, with Slater and Rhino, um you know in the usos american alpha there's just the hype brothers aren't going to aren't going to see the tag straps uh for a while if at all but you know they are a good young tag team i really like those guys a lot um and i think that they're good for the smackdown live brand
1: all right yeah and it's going to be interesting uh, as we go ahead and moving on continuing through the uh, smackdown show it was uh You know, JT, you got Jack Swagger and Baron Corbin. I mean, interesting matchup there. Interesting that they would actually start a feud between these two. What do you you expect from these two? you like this matchup? What do you see in it? Do you think it's a waste of time? What do you see?
2: Uh, Baron Corbin definitely has some ability and some potential to be a main event guy down the road. Swagger was one for a long time and then just fell out of favor. Uh, I always like Swagger with the ankle lock. I mean, he's a submission specialist. He's gifted in the ring for a big man. He's extremely agile. Uh, I think it really adds – Corbin and him have two completely different styles, in my opinion, so the contrasting styles really make for a good match, and I really think they have something with these two guys if they do it right.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, Joey Cage – and we're going to keep going through this cause I want to go ahead and have enough time for no, no mercy. Uh, Joey cage, Ms. Dolph Ziggler segment. Hey, what do you like about this? What don't you like? I mean,
0: well, I think it was great that they brought back uh two of the members of the spirit squad, a lot of WWE fans, um, you know, who were a little newer probably don't remember Dolph Ziggler as being a member of the spirit squad. Uh, and I think that that was really an interesting thing there um, by all accounts, I am hearing that Ziegler might very well either take a leave or legitimately retire uh, following this match. But just overall, the segment was great. Uh, the Miz, again, fantastic, amazing work, uh, arguably the heel of the year. But just in general, both men uh, who are known to be close friends and, I mean, are both tremendous talents. They did absolutely great in this segment. And I really look forward to their match at uh, the next pay-per-view.
1: You know it's interesting you mentioned heel of the year you know who's really becoming annoying twit is a j <laughs> styles i mean i like i like the idea that you know he's he's just gone full twit since he's uh you know he's the face of the place now and uh
2: soccer mom
1: yeah soccer yeah he's got hair like a soccer mom I love it and uh no uh AJ Styles, John Cena, Dean Ambrose. I I mean, I think everybody pretty much knows Ambrose is out uh, uh, on those three. Um, Right. You know, and we're going to go ahead and start talking about No Mercy uh, and and get into all that before. And before we talk about uh, that matchup in particular, you know, Joey Cage, I'm going to start with you, then we're going to go to JT on the next one. The first one's going to be for you, though. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the uh, whole Randy Orton matchup. What do you see from this?
0: Well, all I've heard uh, for a little while now uh, is that Randy Orton is next uh, in line to battle for the WWE world title. Uh, Unfortunately, just as we've talked about, Bray is going to be on the losing end yet again. uh, Unless WWE really has woken up on him, which I don't think they have. Randy Orton beats Bray Wyatt. JT, who do you think?
2: Oh, I think, you know, a lot of people realize Bray Wyatt needs a big win like this to possibly turn things around, but it just seems like Orton's not going to allow the beating he took from Lesnar if there wasn't something on the back end for him like a uh, world championship match. So I agree with Joey. This is uh, Orton's to win.
0: And the other thing, too, is – what you just said, JT, about Bray is that this is the kind of match that you know would be a big win for him at the same time. How many times have we been saying that, too, with a lot of his matches?
2: Absolutely. Yep. It, 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 yeah, 11 and 70. That's all we need to know.
1: And uh, actually, 11 and 71 that we know of, uh, he just lost. Oh, because uh, of Kane. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the continued uh, record of uh, Bray Wyatt in the wrong direction. Yeah, and you know what? That's sad, too, because I would love to see Bray actually, you know, this be it. This be it. This is where he finally makes his mark and and, and him from here. This would be a great spot, great guy to do it against, somebody who, you know, has got some history in the franchise, but it's not going to happen. For the exact reason that I believe JT, I think you, uh, if you don't mind me saying, nailed it on the head. <laughs> when when he uh, yeah, I think he made a deal on that one uh, to take it from Lesnar the way he did, so that he had something in the return down the road. So I think that is exactly why we will not see Bray Wyatt win again. Nikki Bella, Carmella, JT. What do you have? The two girls going on um, this it.
2: match? Yeah, this match is really hard to figure out. You know. Nikki, she's back. She looks better than ever. I believe they're at one-one at this point, so we, you know, we've got a tiebreaker match going on. With everything going on with the new era, uh, the NXT people, and well, since Cass and Enzo aren't winning anything, I, I'm going to go ahead and give this one to Carmella.
1: Ooh, ooh, Joey Cage. Who are you going with? Uh, I agree with JT that this is a difficult one to
0: read because they could certainly go either way. I mean, Nikki Bella is either back to help put over the new era or she's back to be Nikki Bella and to be a force in that women's division. Uh, But with that said, I'm going to go Nikki Bella. It's far too early for Carmella to get her first pay-per-view victory uh, and to get a victory over Nikki Bella. I mean, just in general, I'm going to have to go with Nikki.
1: I am going to go with outside interference causing a whole nother segment of uh, maybe a triple threat <laughs> between women and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I don't see this one ending. I see, yeah, it's one and one right now, and it's going to be one, one, and a one. We're going to have a disqualification, Who's interference. The interference. Who's the interference? Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh, You know, this is where you could start seeing maybe... uh, Maybe Brie? No, she's out. She's uh, Actually, she's pregnant now. Uh, The word just came out. She's pregnant. Well, yeah,
2: definitely not her.
1: No, no. Um, I have to go... You know, that's a good one, because the third one that would come out I'm trying to think of, oh, what is that girl's name? The one that comes out with all the neon. Naomi. 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 Yeah. Yep. There's your third. There's your third. There's your third because they're going to save Bailey for any kind of, uh, well, she's on the roar anyway. Yeah. So she can't. No. (laughs) I think Naomi is is a good call on that one because she's the one not in a match this week. So. Um, We could see her Going on to Miz We talked about this briefly Uh, Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Joey gave uh, His impression on it Uh, JT, where are you thinking On this one?
2: I agree completely again with Joey Uh, Ziggler's off to bigger and better things The guy's been completely misused His whole career in my opinion Uh, This is basically just a way For him to bow out gracefully The Miz has absolutely Been the heel of the year. Uh, And I think for that reason, he continues to carry that belt into the Royal Rumbles where I think uh, it becomes in jeopardy, but not until then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I think uh, that's pretty well, that exactly. Dolph's gone. So Miz will be there. I've got a match here. This, this one here, it's, I really want to see what you guys call on this one. Uh JT, I'll start with you on this one. Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos. That that to me this is a this is a really good one. This is a tough one to call. I want to see what you guys come up with on this. I know what my uh what I see in this. So go ahead JT, what do you have? Uh well,
2: Heath Slater has become some kind of a cult favorite with his uh I got kids and the beating that uh he went in to take against uh, Brock Lesnar. A little bit while, a little while ago, uh, they brought Rhino back. He's worked himself into shape. I think this is a reward for that. I think that the uh, Slater Rhino team is still pretty over with the crowd. I think we've seen the Usos hold the belt before. We've seen that. It's never been anything too great, too bad. It's always been right in the middle. I say the Usos lose, but I also think that they will uh, not take this loss too lightly, and they will do something these guys after the bell rings, but Slater, Rhino, retained. Joey? You know, and I,
0: I agree with what you're saying, JT. What I disagree with is that this is a tough one. In my opinion, this is an easy call on the match. Um, I, I think Slater and Rhino retain the belts. Um, you know, I think that WWE has kind of set this up to where if the match doesn't end this way, it's ridiculous, but Uh, The finish, in my opinion, is going to be American Alpha costing the Usos the title uh, after the Usos have relentlessly targeted their knees and took them out of the tag tournament. I mean, I think anything but that as a finish wouldn't even make sense. And, you know, again, American Alpha will cost the Usos the titles. Slater and Rhino retain.
1: You know, this is why I shouldn't have let you go before me.
0: (laughs) Because
1: I, I, that's been my theme. I'm gonna. I wanted to go with again. Was uh, I see another match here where th- this is never going to end, and yeah, it, it's just going to be a, a mess. And Joey Cage, I think you nailed that one uh, on the head. I'd go with that again. We're not going to see a true finish in that one either. Huh, moving on, women's. WWE SmackDown Women's Championship: Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. Talking about you know the uh, on the new on the scene and uh, getting the quick push. You know she's got she got a push almost as fast uh, as uh, as our friend Finn Balor did. Joey, I mean, what do you say? Uh, Am I wrong in that? I mean, has she gotten just, like, a miraculous push for yeah. almost ac- absolutely? And I'm sorry. I-, I-, I think she's adorable. I like the look. But she's not phenomenal. I mean, she's not ridiculously great that she's getting a push like Finn Balor. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's, a, it's an interesting situation, I think, with her.
0: With Finn Balor, it was a case of the dude, you know, he was very, very deserving of it, um, of the push whether it should have happened so fast and everything like that is one thing, but uh, you know, Finn Balor, you know, he deserved that push because of his in-ring work, his work across different countries, uh, you know, and everything like that. And that was well-deserved in this case. um, You know, I'm not so much of a fan of her. Uh, I, first off, I think Becky Lynch retains the title. There's no way they should put the belt on this girl, you know, this early and it's too way too early to take the belt off of Becky Lynch. And even more so to the point with Alexa bliss, I mean, she is still extremely green in the ring. This is a chance to get her in the ring with someone very good in the ring to help further develop her. Um, But she's someone that, you know, and for those that understand the business, you know, uh, you know, one of the biggest no-nos especially WWE has, you know, with guys, with people working televised shows is calling out spots and Alexa bliss calls out spots, uh, you know, pretty fairly often. And that's something that, you know, she has to improve on as well as her in-ring ability. But I mean, just all in all, there's no way they take it off of Becky Lynch yet. Lynch is arguably the most over female, definitely on the SmackDown Live roster, but maybe in the whole company. And, um, you know, she'll she'll retain the belt.
1: JT? Uh,
2: Purpose this match has nothing to do with the women's championship. Obviously, I agree with Joey. Becky Lynch walks out with that title I think this is one of those things where Alexa Bliss looks better coming out of this than she did going in. This is just a way to build her character, build a little clout for her, uh, kind of bump her up to make another player for the long term. And I do think we hear something at some point from Eva Marie, because I believe she'll be the one that they want to contend with Becky Lynch next.
1: Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes, yeah, I, I'm pretty much with you guys. I think it's unlike uh, Finn Bauer. This is not going to be Alexa Bliss getting the title early. And, uh, no, Becky Lynch, I, I can see, actually, me personally, Becky Lynch is the type of person, I can see her holding it for a while, too. Uh, I, I don't really see this... Uh, I really think she's really that good that she's going to hold it for a while. We'll see. We're going to see if she can keep people interested in, in everything that she's doing. And now, you know, the triple threat match for the WWE World Championship belt. AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena. We're going to go JT, Joey Cage, then myself. JT, go for it. Wow.
2: I want to start off quickly by saying this shows exactly what's wrong with SmackDown as a show when your title match is probably the third best match on the card, at least in my opinion. That's where it is. I don't think there's any question that the soccer mom walks out of there with that belt. Ambrose, he was left standing tall, like Joey said in his article. Um, You know he's not winning. John Cena, really, how relevant has he been in the last six to eight months? to where we see him walking out of there with that belt too much time and money invested in AJ style. He walks out of there with the strap.
1: Interesting. That's an interesting, interesting call on that one. I don't know, Joey, what do you got? What are you taking?
0: Well, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm definitely not taking Dean Ambrose. Uh, he's a guy who I like as uh you know, a talent and everything, but, uh, in my opinion, thankfully, the WWE is over their shield obsession, and he's not holding the belt now or likely anytime soon. Um, he's better in the chase mode as opposed to the champion, you know, mode, and I think that's become apparent yeah. as he's done some great work with Cena and Styles on the mic over the last few weeks. Uh, I agree. I, AJ Styles will walk out with the title. However, it is it cannot be understated, the wild card of John Cena, Uh, you know, uh, of him, you know, tying Ric Flair uh, in world championships and, uh, you know, winning the belt there. That's something that, you know, you can never, ever, ever put past WWE and Vince McMahon. Uh, You know, there have been so many times over the years, people will say exactly what you just said, JT, that Cena hasn't been relevant for months and he will win that title. Um, you know, for whatever reason, back when he feuded with Randy Orton and they, you know, they had their matches and everything like that. You know, there's been so many instances of that. And, you know, it's the true wild card of the night. Does WWE just end up, you know, Vince wakes up with such an infatuation for Cena as he always has and says, you know what, I want him to tie Ric Flair's record. Or do they do the right thing and do what they, you know, almost, almost definitely will do, but you never know. And that is to keep the belt on AJ Styles. My belief is that they, is that AJ Styles will retain the belt because that is what's best for business. And he will go on to feud with Randy Orton for the WWE world championship. We know who
2: Halle Berry's rooting, rooting for old John Cena to tie Ric Flair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, um, again, like I said, I, I, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I've taken a look at all three guys in this. And the biggest thing that I came away with, all right, as I look at, in particular, at AJ Styles, guys. Wow. It's the end. I'll tell you what. a triple threat match. If we happen to be on Saturday night, depending on this storm, I'll tell you who my pick is. If not, I'll tweet it out that day. If we don't have a show because of course, who knows what with the hurricane, I'll tweet it out Saturday. My pick, everybody in Florida, God bless, be safe. Okay, get out of the way of the storm. This is not good folks. If you had FXE live, I'm the shot, justice. I'm out. One opportunity. Everything you ever wanted
3: One moment That you captured Just let it slip